Hello, and welcome to another veterinary team training podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out my website at vetteamtraining.com. Today's topic, the forgotten front office. You know those individuals. You don't call them front desk workers. Instead, you've changed it up by adding a creative title in an effort to make them feel valued in your hospital, but yet they are still forgotten. And we all have different titles for them. Veterinary medical receptionist, veterinary receptionist, client care coordinator, client service representative, client service coordinator. It doesn't matter what you call that individual. Unfortunately, it doesn't make them feel any more valued. You forgot about them. You might as well call them the rock star of the front office because they are, but you still forgot about them. And so I really love how the veterinary industry, particularly in the last five years, has put a ton of different titles around the individual working at the front office, but yet only has cared about the titles and not actually about the career path of the individual. Yeah, I'm going to say it because this part definitely is something I'm fired up about. We have forgotten to create career paths and make sure that the individual at that very important position feels valued and cared about so that they can have a true veterinary medical receptionist career in the industry. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of the front office. It's everything. It is the first impression. We say this all the time. We know this to be true. The client comes in or they're sitting in their car, but regardless, the first person that they usually interact with is the individual, if you're doing curbside on the phone, or at the front desk when they walk into the hospital. It's the person that gives the impression of the entire rest of the veterinary team. If the person sitting at that front desk looks miserable, goes, yeah, what's up? Yeah, well, who is this? Oh, well, you know, I guess the vet will be out at some point. Forget it, the rest of the veterinary experience is lost. That individual makes or breaks the entire veterinary experience. It doesn't matter. You could have the best cardiologist at your hospital, but if the front desk is belligerent, if the front desk is rude, if the front desk doesn't talk to the client or makes them feel less than, forget it. That client will go find another cardiologist. They're not going to put up with it if that's how they're treated. This person is the be-all and end-all of the entire appearance of the veterinary hospital. And yet, we pay them the least. That's correct. We do. So they have such an important role because they are the foundation. They are the keystone, the building block of the veterinary hospital. Yet, we devalue them by paying them one of the lowest salaries. It's shameful. So let's talk about some key fundamental things that we need to start doing industry-wide in an effort to value the very important front office team member, that client service representative, veterinary medical receptionist. Again, whatever you want to call that team member, they are the keystone. They are the building block to what all the client sees in that entire clinic experience. They also really are the glue of the veterinary hospital. Think about everything that they do. They make sure that clients seamlessly go in and out of the hospital. They deal with a lot of client poop. I don't even know, a lot of client poop. Sometimes they actually also deal with pet poop. If it's in the front office and the dog or cat has vomited all over the front office, they're usually the ones cleaning it up. 
They have to maintain a constant smile of happiness, even when they're breaking apart inside or they're feeling so burned out. They are so forward facing, they never get a break from clients. They are always on like a Broadway production. And yet the rest of us, we get to hide in the back. We get to put our cranky faces on. We get to complain. They don't get to do any of that. They just smile and have to keep smiling and still keep smiling. So what can we do to make them feel valued and for them to stay with our veterinary hospital? In any given veterinary hospital, the turnover rate for veterinary medical receptionists is roughly 35 to 60%. Yes, it's that bad. In fact, in any veterinary hospital, it is the position that gets turned over the most. So how are we failing? Because we first have to acknowledge we are failing, like burning flames, explosion failing. We are ruining this position in the veterinary hospital. Here's the first thing. Pay them better. I'm just going to say it. You got to pay them better. This is a really tough role. They take on the emotional turmoil of the client, the client who's sobbing, the client who has just witnessed their pet who got hit by a car. And our front office team hears some pretty tragic stories. In fact, a lot of our front office team, we don't even acknowledge, but they suffer a secondary post-traumatic disorder. So they hear the story. They can see it in their brain of the dog getting hit by a car, the woman who then describes the blood, the woman who then describes her child screaming because he or she also witnessed the dog getting hit by a car, the woman who describes picking up the dog and bringing it to the vet clinic. That front office team member experiences that trauma very similarly to that client because that client describes it to them. And then there's a lot of tragedy that clients describe to our front office team that they don't describe to anybody else. While waiting patiently or impatiently, that client describes their home life, their husband dying of cancer, their mother who they just lost, their kid who is suffering from something. And they describe the added pain that they're feeling to the front office. And their front office is caring and compassionate and empathetic, just like the rest of the hospital. But we fail to acknowledge that they also are suffering. Just because they don't directly work with animals doesn't mean they're not experiencing the same tragedy of death and life that we are in the back. So we need to pay these people better because it is a freaking tough job. And the reality is no one in the rest of the veterinary hospital actually wants to do that job because it's so hard. We all know it's one of the hardest jobs, but yet again, it's paid the least. So I'm going to call it out again. We need to pay them better. We need to pay them a livable wage. Now, some of you are super smart and into economics and you're like, Amy, define livable wage. I don't know. It's anything that's not working two or three or four jobs where they're living on welfare and have to declare bankruptcy and they're just trying to survive. It's anything other than that, in my opinion. What, Regardless, we just have to pay them better. I really, truly want you guys to start looking at your salary, look at your salary ranges and do better by the front office. That's step one. Step two, acknowledge it has to be a career. It has to be a career. It's a career for human medical professionals. We have medical receptionists. They have a lifelong career. Why is veterinary medical receptionist not a lifelong career? Because we fail them. 
It's usually an individual who loves animals. Maybe it's an older individual who loves animals, who wants to just step away or do uh, a, a less stressful job and they're just looking to do something different. Maybe it's a transition for them or it's an older individual who's semi-retired and wants to do this. Or it's a young individual who doesn't know really where they want to go in life, but they love animals. So they're going to go ahead and be a veterinary medical receptionist in your veterinary hospital. Regardless, they usually love animals. That's why they're working there. The problem is, while they sometimes get to see animals, and this, by the way, segue. In curbside, this has been a real hard thing for our front office team because they no longer get to see animals. One of the greatest joys was at least getting to see the animals, the dogs walking through the door, the cats and the carriers. They got to see and connect with that client because they got to see that pet. They don't get to do that with curbside. So their ridiculously tough position got even ridiculously harder because they visually don't even get to see those animals anymore. So for those of you working in the back, when you get a healthy puppy and kitten in and that's adorably cute, run it up to the front office so they can pet it because they need some pet therapy in their life. They really do. Okay, back to the podcast. So where are we failing them with that this is not a true career path? Let's look at the human medical receptionists. They're trained individuals. They come in to that profession, usually with a certificate or an actual degree. They've learned how to have client interaction, how to diffuse conflicts, how to deal with difficult situations, how to process medical billing. They have learned about ethics. They've also learned a little bit about medicine. Now, let's look at the average veterinary medical receptionist. Hi, thank you so much for joining. We're so happy this is your first day. Here's a phone. Godspeed, my friend. What? Is that really all the training we provide? Yeah, pretty much. Also, maybe an hour or two on the computer system, and that's it. It's so inappropriate how we handle the front office team. I, I don't even know. And we wonder why then they turn over so very quickly. We didn't provide them any training. So if you haven't heard my podcast on employee orientation, there has to be a 90-day training plan for our front office team, just like a 90-day orientation program for any other member of the team. We can't just simply throw them onto the floor on the first day and go, just start answering phones, you'll figure it out. What the heck does that even mean? What's the greeting? What does that look like? The other thing I would really like to see, again, besides things like ethics training, is medical training. They are forward facing. They need to understand a little bit about medicine. Why can't you teach them some basic anatomy and physiology? So when a client calls up and says, I'm really concerned that he might have ruptured a ligament in or around his patella, they know what a patella is. Most people don't, but we do have clients who are super smart and some of them are medical based. And so our medical receptionists, you know, the very important people that we're not paying enough, they should have some basic anatomy and physiology, and they love it. Whenever I've taught anatomy and physiology to our front office teams, they love it. And when I've had the opportunity to lecture at conferences to our veterinary medical receptionists, because that's usually a track at big conferences, I've had that opportunity to give anatomy and physiology to them. They are so enthralled. They say it's one of the best things they've ever learned because it helps them out so much with understanding the basic anatomy and physiology of an animal. Think about the conversations that they have between our veterinary team members within the hospital alone. A doctor will say, 
Yeah, so he broke his tibia. What does that mean to someone who has no idea what the tibia is? This is going to help them connect with the team inside the hospital as well as the clients that they're talking to. The other thing they need to have, common diseases, illnesses, and injuries. We need to teach them about vomiting and diarrhea or about bloat or about reproductive emergencies or about dentals and dental profies. Because having them educated on those things on a very basic level is going to help the rest of the team out. Clients have a lot of questions. And the more questions that our amazing front office team can actually field, it's going to help the rest of the team to performing the medicine. When that client calls up and has a million questions about dental probies and anesthesia and what does this look like, that front office team member should be able to handle all of those basic questions because they're trained to do so but we fail our front office time and time again because we just think, well, if they can just, you know, check people in and out and make sure that they pay their bill and get them to not yell at us, then we're good, right? No, because the career is so much more than that. You can have just a job. I mean, that's what most veterinary hospitals do. I'm gonna give you a job. You're gonna survive for maybe six to nine, maybe 12 months. You're gonna then run out of this building screaming because the clients will have treated you terribly. We will have given you no knowledge and you would have felt like you were burned out the entire time. That's how we've been treating this entire position for that long. It's not okay. The other thing in order for this to be a true career is have a career path for them. We should start thinking to, about how we can take that position and elevate it into a leadership role. Maybe they then become a manager of the front office or a supervisor where they're doing scheduling and they're helping out with payroll and they're doing reviews and hiring and firing. I am a firm believer there needs to be a supervisor for every group in the hospital because supervisors that are directly connected to the team know how to supervise that team a lot better. When you have a practice manager and only one manager that's overseeing a team of 30, 40, or 50 people, it's not going to go well. I'm just, trust me, there's going to be a huge disconnect. You need a supervisor of that department in order for that team to run very efficiently. That's like a whole nother podcast. But regardless, we can have them start off and then a career path to a management or supervisor role in that department. But why not move on to becoming an assistant practice manager? Think about what they're doing. They're running the clinic. So is it not a really great trajectory from going from front office team member to assistant practice manager or, hear me out, eventually practice manager and maybe even a hospital administrator. And if you work for a company, go into regional. Why not? Because that's a great career path for anybody. And what about an individual who wants to become a veterinary assistant or a veterinary technician? Why not? Why can they not migrate into that? We start helping them out by, you know, having just half their shift, learn some actual assistant skills, veterinary assistant skills, how to handle, how to pill, how to clean cages. Why can't we do that and offer them five to eight hours a week doing that? And then eventually they can become a veterinary assistant. Why can't we do that? And then I'm going to blow some minds right now. Why can't the hospital help support education to an AVMA accredited veterinary technician school? And why can't they help contribute to that individual's education by saying, hey, as you're working in the front office, you can also get a degree in veterinary technology. And upon graduation, you can work as a veterinary technician in our hospital and we guarantee you a raise. What? 
My goodness, do you think we would have more individuals staying in veterinary medicine as a veterinary medical receptionist? Yes, yes is the answer. That's a rhetorical question. I was just being silly. But seriously, think about it. We would have these individuals as a lifelong career veterinary professionals instead of just in and out of our doors. Every single time we lose a front office team member, it costs us thousands of dollars to replace them. And the reality is, is that getting them trained to becoming efficient and effective in their job takes a long time. If we can create better training periods around them, if we can create true career paths, if we can pay them more, if we can have a trajectory where they can stay in this industry rather than this is just a temporary patch to figuring out what I want to do, it's going to help serve all of us a lot better. And then here's the bigger picture. The more trained, truly trained veterinary medical receptionists we have in this industry, imagine if one applied at your veterinary hospital. They have 10 years experience. They have a certificate in as a veterinary medical receptionist. They've taken anatomy, physiology, ethics training, cl- uh, client communication conflict resolution. They've done all of that. And they walk in your hospital and they say, oh yes, I am excellent at scheduling high-end surgeries or I've worked with cardiologists before. Oh, I'm also great at managing veterinarian schedules as well. I I can totally book clients, no problem. I know how to do X, Y, and Z. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because doesn't it feel like in in your hospital alone, Every single time you hire on someone new in the front office, you have to start all over again. You do because we've gotten rid of all the other good ones because we caused them to be forced out of our veterinary hospitals because we treated them terribly, gave them no training, no career pass, and it's a really tough job. The last thing to keeping keeping our front office team members is just to treat them nicer. A lot of times, unfortunately, the whole team just poops on this position. It's out of sight, out of mind. They're in the front office and we can't see them. And the poor front office team member calls back and says, hi, is there a veterinary technician who can talk to a client? And this is the response that they receive. What? Are you serious? I mean, we've got like a hundred things coming up. Can you just handle that? I mean, what do they want? What exactly is their question? Oh, it's about vomiting diarrhea. We'll tell them X, Y, and Z. Then the poor front office person goes, okay, I will. Client still has some more question. So the forefront team member calls back and goes, okay, so they have a couple more questions. I was wondering, can one of you get on the phone? No, we've got a million things. Go, are you serious? I can't even, I can't even believe this is a waste of my time right now. How do you think that's making the front office team member feel? I have been in hospitals where that team member has called back two, three, four, five times playing phone tag between veterinarian or veterinary technician and the client rather than the veterinarian and the veterinary technician just getting on the damn phone. No offense, we treat our front office team like garbage. No wonder they run out the door. We forget about them when food comes in. We eat all the pizza and then we go, oh, did anyone ask so-and-so in the front office and see if they wanted any pizza? We don't invite them to meetings because, well, someone's got to man the phone, so we don't invite them to team meetings. We don't celebrate them often when (laughs) there is an actual veterinary reception week. We just celebrated it not long ago, but a lot of hospitals aren't aware it's a thing, so we forget about them. We celebrate veterinary technicians. A lot of times we even celebrate veterinarians, but... 
you know, administration day, we always get in the practice managers, but we forget to celebrate the front office team members. Yep, it's really terrible. And then we talk to them like garbage. Shame on us. We should be patting them on the back, thanking them every day. Who appreciates them? A lot of times they're up there by themselves or maybe there's two of them. No one says great job. The rest of the hospital says great job. Oh my gosh, today was crazy. Oh, you did such an amazing job. But everybody forgets about the front office. So we do need to treat them a lot better. Not just a little better, but a lot better. I hope this has gotten you to think a lot about your own front office and how you can make a true career path for them, a true career so that they enjoy working in your veterinary hospital. And for some of you, you are doing it and you're killing it and they love working there and you have front desk people who've been with you for 10, 15, 20 years. That's awesome. But for the majority for I would say 80% at least, if not more, of the veterinary hospitals, we're failing this very valuable position in our hospitals. We need to do better. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on being a unicorn and please check out all my other blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Thank you so much.